Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee Slap and K-Pop podcast. I'm Sammy, and with me today is Kayla. Hello. And today we are going to be starting a new series. Another, a new, another, another new series mm-hmm. that for this year, because we have no chill. No, it will go all the way through December. Once a <laughs> yeah, month, this, similar to probably, the scandal iceberg. And probably into next year. Yep. Uh, we are doing uh, sh- company reviews. K-pop company reviews. This is their uh, end of the year. We're doing their uh, employee review. We're, yes. We're gonna give them. Ra- we're gonna rate them. Exactly. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's that end of the year thing. Every, every every job has to do it. Yep. Yep. But for this, so we got the inspiration for this mainly just because there's so many how X group was mistreated, and yes, we didn't want to do that. No. We have I a lot of like opinions and thoughts on that, but yeah. we don't want to do that format. And also a lot of groups that that's about, I don't know enough about to really mm-hmm. have strong enough opinions on them to like make a whole episode out of it. No, so I not think our it, episodes. It was easier for us to just go through all of her. We're going to get through like smaller ones now, but this year we're hitting all of the mid tier and like big four companies. Yes. Um, and we don't really have a lot of, like, specific things we want to talk about. We're essentially just going to go through the company and all of their groups. And we're essentially just going to hit on major scandals, if they have any, and how we think the company has done in managing the groups as a whole. It's more just an overall review of the... Because we can't speak to the overall... We're not going to get into company history, company politics, CEO changes. That's not for... Yeah, no, we're that's not for a different thing. Yeah. But what we are hitting is just overall how the company has managed each of the groups over time. And honestly, just the differences of how they've managed the groups. Because yeah. we're not going to go chronologically. We're going to go chrono- by group chronologically. Chronologically by, like, group debut. Yes. Yeah. And just go through that whole history and just how they've managed the company. And yeah. genuinely, it was interesting because oftentimes every K- you hear you see this for every K-pop company. This was mainly born out of the idea that every K-pop group has quote unquote been the most mistreated K-pop group. Yes. And yes, genuinely, yes. they it's have not, not. It's not correct. Really. That is not correct. I think that also this is coming from a thing you need to know we are adults we are in our 20s we have actually had jobs like we've had actual professional jobs before we also work in like you work in more of a corporate setting mm-hmm. i work in a very money-based i work in medicine <laughs> we work in a very money-based we economy STEM. we work in stem and also we kind of i think a lot of You'll find us almost defending the company in a way. And not that we think these companies are good people. We don't. But when you hear us say, I can understand why the company did it. It's not because that's the right thing to do or the moral thing to do. It's because it's the logical business thing to do. Because at the end of the day, these groups are products. Yeah, That's unfortunate to say. Because they're still also people. But the group is a product. Yeah, the bottom line is the K-pop industry is very toxic. Like, there is no getting around that. That is just how it is. It is never going to change. It's always going to be toxic. There are a lot of problems with it. But um, 
are essentially all groups are going to be facing some type of mistreatment in some way or another during either trainee days or actual like group management days. Mm-hmm. It's kind of inevitable. We are oh, already yes. fully aware of that. And we understand that it's a very toxic industry to be in. And so instead of sort of diving into just general mistreatment concepts that sort of exist in this industry as a whole, we're not really focusing on that. We're going to focus more on, I don't know, company-based decisions on yes how they're managing their group. And this is not us to, def- again, you're going to hear us say things like, well, I can understand what happened. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're saying that these groups, like, don't deserve basic human rights. Yeah. Not saying that at all. All of these companies are extremely toxic and nor would I ever want to be a K-pop idol entirely because I don't think I could ever be treated in this in this way. Mm-hmm. And that's just the thing of like, we're going into more specifics on how these specific groups were mistreated or how the company as in the company culture, because from looking at just we've only written two of these scripts, but just from looking at the two companies we're doing these first two months, they have very different views on how you handle quite similar scandals honestly oh yeah and it's more going through that yeah as opposed to your day-to-day like yes all these groups had like your basic dating ban all these groups had your basic trainee culture is extremely toxic at all times we are yes being a k-pop trainee is one of the most like i can't imagine how your self-esteem survives that Mm mm-hmm but that's not really what we're getting into. We're getting into more specifics. Yes. So yes, if yes. you don't know anything about your very, the, this is not for new K-pop fans. Get, not at all. No. Get a little background into how just toxic the trainee culture is and then come back. I would like to just give that as a blanket statement for this entire podcast. And oh, that a yeah. A lot of the episodes we're writing specifically this year are not for new K-pop, new K-pop fans, fans at all. Because I don't, we don't do K-pop 101. We do K-pop no. like, this is like your it's third like you've year been course. Here, you've been here for years and you're kind of interested in deep diving into it a little bit more. That's like what we're doing this year. So. Or you're like an older fan that kind of wants to reminisce about things that like no one remembers happened yes, yes. except for us. <laughs> yep. Apparently. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so I don't think we've ever said what company we're reviewing today. Oh, so we're doing FNC Entertainment. We are. One of our, honestly, if I had to look at it, it's one of my favorite K-pop companies. It is also one of, it's my, probably my second favorite K-pop company. Honest, so. looking at it, it might be my second or third. It's like definitely top three for me because yeah. it's like, you don't, if you look at just FNC, and this is like, especially in recent years, has been the company I found has been able to manage a large number of groups decently well because yes as if we're going through all the groups that we're talking about most of them are still together so fnc is a uh obviously a south korean k-pop company and the groups under them are ft island cn blue aoa uh and flying sf9 honeyest cherry bullet and p1 harmony Mm-hmm. They also had a soloist named Janelle at one point in time. I didn't yep. include her in the script because she was kind of there um, and she did solo stuff and then she left. There wasn't anything yeah. like big or interesting that happened with her, but she wasn't. And FNC for the most part, we are going to be only be talking about and going forward. We're really only going to be talking about uh, groups and yeah. then possibly touching on solo projects that some of the members have had also especially when we get to like the big four companies we cannot hit every single group that the company has or we would has ever had five hours like so yes. 
So we'll we'll get to that when we get there. But for FNC, mm -hmm. we're talking mo about all of their groups and then possibly touching on all of the side projects some of them might some of the members might have done. Mm -hmm. And honestly, with the exception of like AOA and Honeyest, yeah, all these groups are still together and releasing music on a semi regular basis. Mm-hmm. Cherry Bullet's a little more up in the air at times, but they're still together. I would say as a general concept, FN it's obvious to see that FNC's like weak point is girl groups, considering yes. they only have two, two. and AOA um it's pretty much dead at this point in time, and then Cherry Bullet is kind really... of existing in an ether. An um, odd ether. I want them yeah. to come back. I love them. I do too. We're uh the weird the thing with AOA is we'll get to it specifically, but also in a weird way, I don't think it is a sexist situation. I just also think that as you can also see, FNC also focuses a lot on bands. Yeah. I also so, don't think most that AOA dying situation is, is not their is fault. FNC's fault in the no. end of it. So. No, it is not. Yeah. They really will get to it. But overall, I think that FNC actually has a decent amount of variety, mainly just because they do have a decent amount of bands and bands add a bit of variety because you're not doing boy group, girl group, boy group, girl group. The way mo yeah, most they companies are do really it now. Like the band company, they like, are for a while. They only had bands and AOA until SF9 debuted. So they got yeah. really good at bands specifically. But now in recent days, have they expanded into more like typical K-pop groups? groups? I still think they're doing decently well with that. Oh yeah. So do you want to start at from the beginning? <laughs> from the beginning. So from the beginning, the first FNC group to debut was FT Islands. A how do we want to? How many members do we want to so say are in FT Island? They were, there were five. There, there were, were five when they five. debuted, which was Honky, Jjin, Minhwan, uh, Jongkun, and Wanbin. Wanbin's gonna leave like pretty immediately. immediately in 2009, and a lot of people forget he was in the group to begin with. I a often lot of... forget that he was there to begin with. So this is a, like a second gen thing that often happens, and it happens even now because like certain members will leave immediately after debut because I think they've real they've they've made a mistake. I don't want to yep. be an idol, mm -hmm. and then they immediately leave the group. Yep. yep. Um, Wanbin, I forget. I forget he was in there, especially because honest. they debuted in two thousand seven, and he was gone yes. by two thousand and nine, which is like before really, any really early K pop days. Mind you, uh, the next FNC group wouldn't debut until 2010 anyway, so this mm -hmm. was like a one-band one, one, one band company right now, so it was yeah. tiny. Yeah, and, so he's going to leave, and then Sanghyun is going to replace him immediately yes. afterwards. Yep. And so then they, that is the main lineup of FT Island for, like, the majority of their career. Yeah. Yep. I mean, FT Island overall doesn't have that many scandals that we're looking at that, FN, that FNC had to, like... Uh, manage in that way they got like they have two one of them is like essentially not a scandal and then one of them is like is a big scandal a big big scandal yeah so the first one that's not a scandal because like for the majority of fcn's career they're making more of a rock style music yeah they're very rock influenced they're almost very j-rock which i think fnc did a great thing because they managed them while also giving them basically half of their careers in japan Mm -hmm. They have so many Japanese projects, and they do very well over there, so I'm very happy for them. I do. I think for so music-wise, they, they um, FNC sort of pushed them into pop rock when they started for a hitting while. Like, their peak, and mm -hmm. then back in 2015, when the members sort of had more control over the style of their music, they decided to switch back to like 
rock like actual rock because that's is, the year that they did pray yeah. one of my favorite k-pop songs ever made and mm-hmm. that is sort of when fnc sort of let them have far more creative control yeah i remember so, they had a variety show at that time where that was at like that was when they were switching from the more like public friendly mm-hmm. sound back to the type of music they wanted to make and they talked about a lot of it on there about how it was like a really hard decision but ultimately like they were a lot happier doing that instead I mean, you can even see it from them. I don't think they ever hated the pop rock because they were always allowed to go like harder than because at that time, especially you had maybe three bands in K-pop. It was really after uh, like 2015 that there became more K-pop bands. Right. They, they Before were that, there were maybe they two were, or three. Them and they the were, XCN Blue were the K-pop bands They were the K-pop time. bands. They were like the only ones. Yeah. Um. So they were able to go harder than CN Blue. CN Blue always stayed in more of CN the CN Blue like, is definitely pop, still in pop. pop, pop, just pop, really, just pop. I wouldn't yeah. even call it pop rock. Like uh, FTN sort of had a little more leeway to like experiment a little more with the harder rock, and then in their Japanese projects, they were able to go even harder. Oh yeah, so I that, think they're, that they're F- essentially doing J rock, yes, J rock, which I think is partially what they wanted to try to bring to K pop, especially with stuff like Pray and every Pray Take Me Now. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, which I honestly think that overall music wise, they were pretty well managed. I do think so. Yeah, I think even that now, they mm-hmm. they made like really good decisions with like I think um, the style of music they were doing, oh, yeah. and with also having enough like member feedback in the type of music they were doing as well, especially being Honky, the first band yeah. ever really in K-pop generally. I also think that Honky has a lot of is I would give him a, a decent amount of credit with that because he always seemed very in control of because he is that's the thing about bands um, while in a K-pop group sort of every member gets a focus equally or they attempt to or you can sort of manage that I would say especially for an idol band Honky is the face of FT Island more so than oh, yeah. most other idol bands have a face mm-hmm it's partially because of personality, partially because of he was able to do some more solo music, and also partially just because of the style of music that uh, FC Allen makes. They have a front man. It was also very they interesting have to me man. that Honky is not the leader of FT Island. John Kuhn was, was never the leader. the leader of FT Island. No, and John was the leader, but Honky always seemed to be the person that the company would go speak to, and he would be, like, the point of communication between the members Mm -hmm. and the company most of the time anyway. And that's sort of the role of the leader is always company communication, which is why a lot of bands didn't have their front lead singer be their leader. Mm -hmm. I almost think that at this point we've sort of moved away from a quote-unquote lead singer in a K-pop band because there's now, like, four singers in a K-pop band. There's at least, like, two in most K-pop bands that recently, yeah. Even in FT Island, multiple of them were singing. You Mm -hmm. would never look at it and just be like, no, this is, Honky is the vocal of this group. Well, this is kind of an appropriate time to bring it up, but they also did do, briefly, a subunit, um, Mm -hmm. which is FT Triple, and Which that was, was Jonghoon, Jonghoon such... Minhwan, and Jaejin. Mm-hmm. And Jaejin then became the main vocal of the group and then also switched from playing bass to guitar. <laughs> and then Jonghoon switched from guitar to piano. And then Minhwan we was just, just there playing circles. the drums still. Because he can't really do anything else other than that. Minhwan is happy behind those drums. Yep. 
I um, forget that this happened. They made that subunit specifically because they wanted to give Honky a rest from main vocal duties and also because he was filming a drama at the time. And so they're like, maybe we'll give like these other three members who don't was normally sing like some time. Film- Hold on. Is when he was filming You're Beautiful. Yes. Oh my God. Not worth it. Yeah. Not <laughs> worth it. Everyone. This is something. If you're only here. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I have an un dying loathing of the drama you're beautiful it's genuinely one of my least favorite dramas mm-hmm. that's ever been made uh honky why yep why did you do this that was a crime against humanity i don't know it was yep. a lot i hated it yep, never yep. do no honky you've done so many better shows mm-hmm. no and then ft triple is gonna really just release one song and then never and then come never back. come back yep that's really like what old k-pop subunits used to do you'd, you'd like subunits where i don't think meant to like have length long careers like they do i guess some do now mm-hmm. they release one song and then never return yep uh so shall we get into the more recent because fc island post FC island is gonna have like no problems from no. 2009 through 2018 yes because and even post 2015 when they were allowed sort of like full creative control i feel like fc uh, fnc just sort of stepped back and just let them Oh, Let yeah, and they're just kind of, like, Release thriving, doing the their own thing now, yeah. yeah. So, the, music-wise, I think they were perfectly fine with their management. Yep. Um. So, then in 2018, we get the scandal that's not a scandal. Yep. When Min Hwan announces that he has been dating uh, Yul Hee from Laboom, and they are getting married, and they are having a baby. Mm-hmm. All of that was announced at the same time. Same umbrella yes. statement. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, they had their first child in 2018. Uh. This does not affect Minhwan in the slightest. He continues to be the drummer of FT Island yep. and FT Island fans, mainly because at this point, the grown Island adults, was, the FT Island fans, an adult. Yep. We'd already we'd just gone through a tenth anniversary. Yep. Like, because we've been doing this for a decade. Minhwan will continue to be an FT Island, um, and that's the, that. The bigger problem ended up with Yulhi, but even then, it was sort of a minor scandal with that, and that has nothing to do with FNC. Yeah. And then they had a second and third child in 2020. He is a wonderful father. He comes home at night every night to see these children. Mm-hmm. He is in the military. Everyone is I think thriving. Now, I think now he's out of the military. He's out of the military now, but when they were yeah, born, but he did he was work going for, We in. went over this extensively in the tier one of we Scandal did. Iceberg. We did. We went over the full timeline, but yes. honestly, this is this is how this should be This is honestly handled. like the the way that you should be handling this. It's like this the FNC released this- a statement. Hey, he's getting married. He's having a kid. Congratulations. Please support him. Please Congratulations. Support also, I think that, again, this is also partially because the fans are older, but the mm-hmm. fan reaction was fine. There did not need to be any sort of mitigation. Yeah. Everyone was just happy for him. Yay. And then the fact that FNC also allowed them to be so public about it and they went on a variety of shows specifically so to showcase their marriage and their children and everything was also, I think, great on their part, too. Yeah. I also think that that actually helped a lot because it, it just made ev- it humanized everything it mm-hmm. made everything seem and honestly how do you not fall in love with that kid oh yeah his son is so cute they're so cute he's so cute i love him mm-hmm. he's so cute but even his in his relationship with his now wife their relationship is very because oftentimes i think that that was actually a very good idea for the relationship because oftentimes when you get these sort of uh idle marriage announcements where it's like Oh, so we have been dating, we are getting married, and we are having a child all in the same release. Yes. You're often like, is this a shotgun wedding? Yep. Do they like each other? 
Mm-hmm. Are we just trying to keep the kid in wedlock? Like, what is the thing? And then I think this, the show actually really show that they actually have a very cute relationship yeah. with each other. They're very cute together. They're very supportive of each other. They really love their their son. Mm-hmm. It's honestly just an overall really cute situation for them, and I'm very happy for them. Oh, yeah. It was overall very well done. Bravo. I know. And then the fact that, like, the thought of, like, he has to leave, it was never even a it thought. It never crosses like, anyone's yeah. mind. I think it's also the band aspect. He's not an idol, a traditional He's also, idol. like, a drummer. He's also the, the drummer well. in a yeah. band. Honky, I feel like it would be a little different, but also I didn't even think if it was Honky. I think Honky, honky has... is like way too outspoken to like for FMC Not... to kick him out for having Fair. a relationship. I also feel like if you kick Honky out, especially after the next two two things we're gonna go over, you lose FT Island. Yeah, FT Island Period. is gone when Honky leaves, essentially. But like the fact that like this scandal and even the next one didn't actually really affect the like yeah fc allen other than the blip for military service where all of them essentially went in not at the same time but at roughly the same time Mm -hmm. and now they just finished they're back out and they already released another album and they're going to continue just thriving i'm very happy for them Mm -hmm. so the next scandal so the next scandal's big scandal um is in 2019 because it involves burning sun john coon very involved in burning sun i think very involved the one of the people that actually got punished got for the burning most sun. one of the most like charges against like one of the people the most oh, charges yeah. against him from burning sun so he's gonna get kicked out of the group uh, pretty immediately after and it's for, revealed like, he's reason- involved with that and for like reasons that are very like this is not just part this is not just because all of this stems from the if you don't know burning sun it's based on the group chat that was being had not necessarily in the club but like with the idols in the same group chat and he was sort of an active participant in making the content for that group chat yeah he was as opposed to just viewing he was way more than just being a member of the chat which a couple other idols were just kind of there he was definitely more like of an active participant there so that oh yes he was why his charges were so much like he was sort of making the content that the other that some of the idol idols were viewing yeah not that any of that is right and not that any of that is a good thing but Mm -hmm. he was sort of more involved and so he would get kicked out of the group Honky is going to immediately post public disapproval for him. And honestly, that is the, that, the fact that FN, I don't think FNC could have stopped Honky from doing this. He's a very outspoken man. But the fact that they didn't make him take it down, the fact that I think it might still be up. Mm -hmm. The fact that, is. it probably is because I don't feel like you could make him take anything down. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, like, the company also didn't make a statement minimizing anything. They sort of let the members, like, handle this themselves. Yeah. I think that that was actually a... FNC comes out of this, maybe not looking good. No one can come out looking good in this situation. But they don't come out looking bad the way other companies did with their... The way they handled their members, specifically the big one. Oh yeah, yep. And I think my my big thing with FNC is, and this is generally how they handle scandals as a whole, is that like they're not going to mess around with something as serious as that. But for a lot of the other scandals that people have been in, which are much less serious and kind of either require more like investigative results or are just not that serious in general, Mm -hmm. um, like the Minhwan's marriage to Yulhi, they are like they like I think go about it way better like they're not going to jump to conclusions and immediately kick someone out of the group they like to or wait. put someone on hiatus or like put someone on like this indefinite oh they're gonna go on they're a, gonna like go a six on a- month hiatus yeah they like they're to gonna wait be, it they're out. gonna think about what they've done for mm-hmm. four years 
Which I think is good because I think they really have like a good like set of priorities when it comes to like the scandals. And, and I also think that they of... have a good set of relationship with these idols in yeah. a way where it's like, especially with like FT Island, this is like their first group. They've known these people for over 10 years at this point. And I think that where older when whereas a lot can be very reactionary with very young idols, it's harder to be reactionary with people you've known for years. Mm hmm. Yep, yep. Well, overall, I think FT Island was handled quite well. Yeah. Like, I think that overall, they don't necessarily have... A lot of people can say, well, they're not as popular as they should be. And I'm like, yes, but that's also the public. They also were... They debuted in 2007. Seven. And, like, definitely had a peak. And I think FNC did a really good job at sort of maximizing, like, the success the, they got out of that. But now, Not I mean, just that, but... We're it, years it, later now, and they're not, like, a group can't still going. keep that success for that long, but they're still exactly. going. And they, I, their fandom is still there and supporting them. So I think that's all that really matters. I mean, I bought old. a new FT Island album like a month ago. I was happy yeah. to see them back. I think it's one of those things where a lot of cave idols are like, oh, well, they're not big. I'm like, no, they're not going to be big forever. That's the tide of time. You yeah. sort of, it's like a bell curve. You plateau. But the fact that you can keep an idol group. I mean, we're in 2022 right now. They debuted in 2007. Mm -hmm. We're almost at 15 years at this point. Yeah. Like it's it we're getting there. So honestly, I think they're doing pretty good. For the being fact that we're still here to begin with, yeah, and also the fact that they just lost another member. Yeah, saying he had also left, so we got a three. They're now three members. FTI There's three members three of member FT band. Island, and they're still. I listened to their new album. It's very. It's you can tell they have obviously matured and changed, but it's still. I think the music they want to be making, they're not being forced to like, because I think that k bands the music they've made has changed and evolved over the years it's not what they what as pop oriented or as whatever but i do still think ft allen's making what they want to make yeah mm -hmm. good for them yep so the next group is cn blue another band and cn blue is gonna debut in 2010 and it's a four-member band with young hua junction minhyuk and jonghyun cn blue is gonna have three kind of major scandals over the course of them three-ish major scandals yeah so one of them um was also burning sun just to get that out of the way just get that one in 2019 2019 he, he was so he is not as involved as jong hoon was but no, jong was in the chat room yes that i are in question I, I feel like this might be a situation where like you know they're friends and like he's like oh hey come into this group chat yeah and he is present and uh, that does not make you innocent that you did not actively participate yeah, yeah. he is still guilty yes but he is not as to the level thus right. the response it's a lesser lesser crime for it yes thus and the I'm response from cn blue is not as like intense as honky's was where mm -hmm. he like honky denounced jong hoon i also don't think actively. any of the other three members of cm blue are nearly as outspoken of a person as honky no. is either so i they mean just kind of if, like if you don't know honky is one it. of my favorite k-pop idols in the on this in this world i love him i love his personality he's wonderful and everything he does i actively support So the other two are more minor scandals because nothing really happens of it. So the first one is in 2016 when there's an insider trading scandal and this involved <laughs> both Young Hwa and Jong Hyun. Jong Hyun continues to put himself into problems 
for yeah, years. So Jung Hyun actually committed insider trading, so he did get like fined for that. Um, yes, he actively th- <laughs> knew he was committing insider. Like he did he, know he this. actively he, did it, but he did he had no idea that insider trading was illegal. Is how this which again was this just sometimes makes you think of like I can't have vitals go to like how. Are you lying? Yeah, there's like, like a 50-50 where I'm playing, like, no, you was, could be stupid. He could just be stupid, but he also could just be, be saying that stupid. to look bad, yeah, or to make yeah. himself look less. And bad. then you have Young Hua, who was like kind of committed, like inadvertently committed. So what happened training. is that well, Young Hua gave his stocks to his mom essentially, and his mom did all of the stocks, and so the fact that the the sort of buying or selling of stocks that was suspicious happened. Um, he wasn't even aware of because it was his mom who was doing it. He's not it. doing it. Yeah. So, like, it is not actually insider trading, but, like, you can actually see why people would think. Yes. Hey, why because are he you buying? Because he did do it at a very suspicious time because it was right when FNC was about to sign Yu Jisook to their company, who is one of yeah. Korea's biggest, um, like, host and variety stars. So it was that one for him supposedly is completely coincidental, but it completely definitely co- would look his suspicious. His mom just has his mom just has really good stock senses, yeah. <laughs> I guess. It's fine. But yeah, so that's like inside so that really doesn't affect and then again, this is again with FNC. FNC just kind of waited it out to see what the investigation was going to have. And then John Ken got a fine and then Yang Hua was fine. Was fine. And so they just didn't do anything about it. So yeah, you just got to if you wait some shit out. I, I other companies would have kicked them both oh, out of the company right then and there. Other companies the would have like suspended the group been like, we're very disappointed. We're going on I'm an like, eight month hiatus. Yeah. We're like, you sure about that? Just relax. Mm-hmm. I find that the best advice anyone can ever give someone going through any form of scandal or cancellation is shut the fuck up. Yeah. And wait it out. Yep. And honestly, if you shut the fuck up, you know what you can do? One, you can't incriminate yourself. This is true. Which is good. And two, you're just going to wait for everything to come out and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Again, with certain situations, obviously not with like the super serious burning sun situation. Oh yeah, situation. It's what stuff. Like, it's like with insider trading stuff. Yeah, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Oh god, remember when idols used to get canceled for insider trading? Insider trading, and not like I don't know. <laughs> Whatever's happening now, they they got mad. Someone posted something snarky on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. The one that I remember is that like weird picture that you've been posted on Instagram with Leo and people like freaked out about it for some I reason. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other scandal also takes place with Young Hua. Really, those, th- those Young two. Young Hua really just is not having a great time. <laughs> no. So that's the Kyunghee um, University grad school admission scandal. Oh, and so fun. this affected a couple other idols as well, but mm-hmm. it was mostly Young Hua, and it was essentially under investigation on whether or not he should have been admitted to their grad school program to begin with and whether or not he was given preferential treatment for being like a celebrity and an idol um and honestly the results of that is he got his admission revoked from their grad program which a lot of people ended up coming out of this feeling like it was unfair and that kyunghee university was throwing him under the bus for something that was their own fault because they gave him preferential treatment because they wanted a celebrity at their college because it wasn't that anyone was paid anything no that's the thing that a lot of people like especially when this there was no happening, there was no was bribery around, that happened no 
Because this was also like not around the time, but I remember this being brought up again when that uh, U.S. college admission scandal happened. Yeah, the one in a, the one in the for the California schools, and it's like no one was bribed. There was no bribery. It was just that the university itself bent its own rules mm-hmm. to get a celebrity in. And he all did that not ask for preferential treatment. Youngqua supposedly missed like an audition or was allowed to do one of the auditions like at an external place or something but i don't think he was aware that that was wrong because that's what the university told him that was gonna that they were gonna do for him yeah like none of this was that he was like a shit student that didn't deserve to go to like that Mm -hmm. he was like this was also not one of the things that's oftentimes brought up titles of like sometimes they're accused of for example being uh that they don't have to show up to class, that they right, can right. just pass through all these university classes. Mm-hmm. This was specifically that this university let him in. Nothing about how he was doing in the classes. It's specifically yeah. about letting him in. Yeah. Which this also just seemed like a nothing scandal that was made, that the university itself made worse. Right. That was, I think it, a lot of the blame for that falls on the actual university because oh, yeah. it really was a lot of their own fault and they were looking for a scapegoat for it and then he was their scapegoat, so. Oh, yeah. Um, that's unfortunate for him because I think regardless, either way, he's like just an actual musician who composes like group, like music for his group, so I think he is more than qualified to be in their grand music program anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's not even that, that he's like, not talented enough to be there he's bad yeah all right so and then overall music i think that fnc handled all these scandals just fine by just sort of letting the facts play out yeah and obviously always being in support of their artists like they're not just gonna say nothing but Mm -hmm. just consistently being like We'll let the facts play out, and overall, yeah, and he's gonna participate. Yeah, like they're gonna participate in the investigation, and then we're gonna see from there what that like ends up being. So, Mm -hmm. and I honestly think that's the way that companies should go about a lot of these scandals that aren't as like also don't the weird the other thing with that is it's like don't overly defend be defensive because that then looks weird to the public, but just sort of like let it all play out. The other thing is musically, I think Sea and Blue is more pop. Sea and Blue has been, I think, incredibly consistent their entire career. Oh, incredibly! It's been essentially the same thing, um, but I I'm fine with it because they've been they were my first K-pop band that I heard of, and I still really enjoy them and their music. I mean, they're very it's very poppy. It's very fun. They continue to be able to have that creative freedom, but I think their creative freedom in a way that like. They were never needed to be pushed in this pop direction. They're that's still just in this where pop they, that's direction. That's just what that's they wanted they to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're sort of allowed to produce a bunch of their own stuff. They're allowed to, like, do all of this. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that I've... The, the thing with the bands is that you... The bands always get a bit more creative freedom. And the bands are always sort of allowed to just do what they kind of want to do. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. I I think it's very good. I think overall FNC's doing good with their bands. Yep. So far. Yep, yep. Now we get to a bit more of a murky situation. Yeah, so we're going to get to AOA, who debuted in 2012, originally with Kei Jong, Silhyun, Chanmi, Yuna, Jimin, Mina Chua, and Yu Kyung. A lot of people forget about Yu Kyung, but she was there for a while. She um, was actually there for four years. People forget yep, that. People but she forget kind that. Of, 
people she sort of left before they hit their like big stride with their sexy concepts like yeah. she left before your uh heart attack she left before well, she just she, wasn't she wasn't she was there until 2016 technically but she was she just wasn't in their other like comebacks because she was there specifically to be a drummer, drummer. when AOA had their dual concept of half of the time they were going to be a band and some other part of the time they but were the not a band. But the other thing is that they were not a band for a really long time. They That's were a the band for maybe that, three songs and then she released... wasn't there for any of their like good songs. She wasn't there for miniskirts because they, they don't need a drummer for any of that. Because once they released Confused and then realized that AOA did really, really well on, like, sexy girl group concept, they abandoned the band concept immediately, and then she was left with nothing to do. Oh, she didn't do anything for all yeah. of those years. I assumed before she officially left that she was gone. Yeah. She was just there. Because they didn't do anything She was her. still technically there, but she was just, like, I guess sitting in the FNC basement Dungeon. just doing nothing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of a situation that, like, it's unfortunate for her, but overall, it's just the direction for the pl- of the group ended group. up changing so much more than I think what they expected that it just kind of she kind of got shoved to the side. And it's not even that they immediately dropped the band concept; they tried the band concept out for a good two or three songs. Like, yeah. she was in a like three or four songs. It's just that when they realized that they hit a much better, uh much better, much more profitable yeah. situation with the sexy concepts. They didn't really need her. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it would have stretched the group and would have confused the concept if they would have continued the... If they tried to go back to it, to yeah. To do both. They, I guess so, they could have gone back to, like, AOA Black and done, like, a couple of, like, random subunit stuff there. But, but I, also I honestly do think don't that that think that that was a thing that AOA needed to do either. And also, I do think that as a business decision, that would have also tired out, like... The people in AOA Black were, like, a lot of the... It the, was like, like the big members of, of AOA. AOA. Yeah, like Choa was in it. Uh, Jimin was in it. Uh, who else was there? Solhyun wasn't in it. Who else was no, there? No, I think uh, Yuna was in it. I think Yuna was in it. I think there were only yeah. So I do think that like then putting having them have to separate their time into those two groups would have just oh, been a Mina not was a gr- the other one in it. Yeah. I think having to separate their time between those two groups would have just not been a good overall idea for AOA. Mm-hmm. So I think that unfortunate for her, but I think a good business decision at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have another 26- subunit, which yeah. is AOA Cream. That is uh, Heijong, Yuna, and Chanmi, who are essentially the three least popular members of AOA. Um, and the least, like, busy with other, like, activities. Yes. And so FNC but also, decided to put them in a subunit. Which I think is, you know, that's more than a lot of companies will do for their less popular members. Mm-hmm. Look at Willem. Sung Jung's still not doing anything. He's not doing anything at all. He's just kind of existing there. Yep. But they're also, they only had one comeback, but it was more but of I a also, cute song than a lot and, of other AOA's uh, music tended to be. And I also do think that after that, AOA kind of goes into a weird murky period where I don't doubt that they probably would have tried to give them another comeback mm-hmm. if other things hadn't happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then in 2017, Choa leaves mm-hmm. because at that point they are like, I think it was creative differences is what she ends up saying. Yeah. Uh, Mina leaves in 2019. So they end up losing two of their... Two like members. Member, two like, their core at the time, members. Like core members, yeah. 
And then, so they sort of need a reinvention, so they go on Queendom. And I genuinely think that there are questionable decisions for a lot of groups to go on Queendom. AOA was not one of them. I they fully really understand did, why like, they put why they went on that show. They did, like, great on Queendom, too, as well. Not just that, but they're one of the few groups where I thought that they kind of needed Queendom. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of groups on that show. I'm like, why are you here? What is going on? There was a lot of questions. With AOA, I understood why they needed, why they were there, what mm-hmm. they were doing there. They kind of wanted to sort of not They reinvent. had just lost these two, like, major yeah. members of their group and still wanted to prove that they were and able to And also hadn't had a comeback in, In like, a while at that point. In a while. Yeah. Since, I think, like, 2018. Or, yeah. like, it was, 2018 it'd been, like, a full year. they did Bingle Bangle, and I don't think yeah. they did anything in between not that. Not after that. So oh, Choa left the, for health reasons. Health reasons. My Choa apologies. Left. Yeah. The vague health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, like, they didn't want to... It, it wasn't a full reinvention, but it was just showing that they could continue to do maybe not the same concept. It was still a sexy concept, but not the same kind of sexy concept that they were doing before. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. full heart attack. It was, like, that more mature sexy concept, which yeah. I enjoyed from them. And I think that really did help it was really good their career-wise. Yeah. So then... <laughs> yep. We so have we this hit the great big, thing with we hit the Queendom. Big one. Yeah. And I think FNC did a very good thing with Queendom. That was a good decision from FNC. And then they also were one of the only groups to immediately have a comeback after Queendom and then essentially stuck to like a very similar concept to what they were doing on Queendom as well, which I think that was they a did great t- move for them as well. Yeah, no, they did a very good um they did a very good job with uh reinventing Keeping the group relevant, reinventing the group in a way, and that was very, very good idea. Mm-hmm. So then we get to, yep. So twenty twenty is when we get the the Jim and Mina bullying scandal, fake. Well, now fake, quote unquote, fake bullying scandal, quote unquote, exaggerated, quote unquote, fake. Where it yeah. is so the water is so murky right now between all of this mm-hmm. that I don't even know how to describe this situation anymore. It we- was so clear cut, and then it was not. Yep. We also um, extensively went over this in Tier 1 of the Scandal Iceberg as well. Oh, yes. So there's a lot more talk about that there, but essentially... There's a lot of... It's not even back and forth. It was a lot of Mina piling on. Yes. And then Jim and apologizing, people taking the information in front of them, which is, oh, she's now apologizing. She is saying these things. Mm -hmm. Must be true. Yeah. And then sort of F... And then uh, other things come out, more information, and then people adapt it accordingly. I think that no one – I don't want to blame people who took Mina's side in the beginning for being stupid because you weren't. You just took the information you had at the time. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's a lesson for all of us to know that uh, sometimes things you read on the internet are not 100% true. Uh-huh. Especially when a lot the of lesson. it was at the time was very one sided. Like you were it was not getting so much speculation anything from like any other perspective other than Mina at the time too. Oh yes, because Mina was just consistently releasing like more and more statements about details. It. Yeah. So many details, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, after that happened, uh, FNC removed Jimin from the group, but didn't kick her out of FNC as a company. Um, but then she left at the 
end of like I think she left the company officially early this year. Early this year because yeah. it was a contract expiration date. So yeah, so she decided not to renew her contract. Yeah. And then also, uh, Yuna also decided not to renew her contract. Which, honestly, at this point, the state that AOA is in, uh, sure. Like, Yes. Fair. Everyone should just go. And all of you probably or, need to just, like, not the other be thing. there. Just continue to be managed by FNC while doing your individual activities, which is what a bunch of them are doing. That's what I think Solhyun's doing. Solhyun, yes. I think, is just going to be an actress and a model, but it was just going to stay in FNC because they've and, been like, the managing her well enough separately. FNC sort of handled this situation as well as you could. They didn't like everyone. I don't I think know they, how you handle the they, situation better. They facilitated they a lot of like possibilities for Jimin to like talk to Mina and Mina's yes. side of the thing, and for Jimin to like publicly apologize and like meet Mina so she could like personally apologize like face to face. And so they're trying to do as much of that as possible, but at the same time, I don't think they wanted to just completely throw, throw Jimin, Jimin out under the, the door bus. yeah because I think un- they also probably a lot of their staff probably knew that Jimin wasn't like 100% responsible for everything that was being said there and I also don't think that they could have so public you're also then stuck in that tight space of people saying well why didn't they defend Jimin and then there's the problem of you're still dealing with a court of public opinion you don't yeah. necessarily want to be the person that's going to come out and be like well the this person is a lie like, it's a very complicated situation, and I do think that there probably could have been a way to save AOA, but I don't know if any of the people involved I wanted think to save AOA. And at that point, I don't think, so I don't think they can keep Jimin in the group anymore at no. that point. And at that point, you've lost Jimin, Mina, Mina, and Showa, and at that point, the remnants left over of AOA, I don't even know if that's cohesive enough of a group to keep together. And the other thing with that is I don't even know if at that point you... you there's always the factor of what did the members want to do? Did they want to continue as AOA after this? Right. Even if you did, what is the reputation of that group? Oh, yeah. We saw what happened with... um, Tiara? We also have with Tiara. Like, do you want to continue this group? Tiara had to go on, like, hiatus for, like, four years before they did anything after that. that And that was with most of Tiara still being intact, with only one or two members leaving. Mm -hmm. Whereas, at this point, AOA has already lost three people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it's like I—they're all, all of the members are probably like we are probably just gonna have to give up on Leave. AOA now, yeah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, and I do think there probably could have been a way to save it, but I don't think that—is it worth? Because again, you have no idea how the public is going to react to any statement you make. Yeah, and then it's like so FNC are they responsible for this in a way? Yes, because indirectly the environment that they allowed, like this Mina Jimin conflict to happen like happened under like their management and their watch in a way but also Also, can you control people's individual like their their employees like and also I think at a lot of the time AOA is like an older group too so Mm -hmm. this isn't just like this isn't a bunch of kids like, like elementary middle school level drama it was, These like, almost full-grown adults having problems with each other, Not too. Not just that, but, like, you have to think about this. This is a workplace environment. If you've had a job, there are people in your workplace you don't like. Is your petty drama that you have with this person the responsibility of... Like, it's the responsibility of the company to not let it affect their work. Yeah. And it didn't. AOA looked fully cohesive as a group. Mm-hmm. Only later on did we find out what was going on, but, like... FNC can't make these girls like each other. 
oh, that's yeah. not necessarily their prerogative to make them like each other. They have to get along well enough that they're not to causing, be coworkers. Like, constant conflict. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Like, that's all really it. A lot of people think a K-pop group is a family, and they can be a family. Mm-hmm. But at minimum, like you don't have to be a family. You minimally need to be cohesive coworkers. Yeah, professional coworkers. You don't have to like each other. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of K-pop groups that I, at, afterward have been like, yeah, no, we weren't necessarily a family, da 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 da. But that's fine. Yeah, Just, you, did, you don't need that. Necessarily you don't need to that. Group, you don't yeah. need to be a family with your coworkers at your job either. So I do think that they handled it maybe not perfectly, but I don't know how you could. I don't know what else. I don't know what to to handle it better. Yeah, a lot of people are like, well, they handled it it terribly, but I'm like, what solution is there? Yeah, but I can't think of any obvious answer to how you handle it better. So no, I think there is no way to handle that entire situation. I think it's a messy situation. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a messy situation. It's like, oh well, why did the group continue? I'm like. Okay, so should we, because these two girls can't get along, stop the entire group? Like, what is Mm -hmm. the... There's no right answer here. Should we have kicked one of them out just because they can't get along when the music was still fine? Right, right. Don't let it publicly affect you. Mm -hmm. We didn't know. There wasn't, like, a bunch of other groups where people are like, oh, they don't like each other. There weren't rumors like that. People went back and dug up old footage after the fact, but that was essentially... Trying to fit, like, pe- like limited pieces of information that you're given into this narrative that is maybe true or not true, so. Who's to say? Okay, so I want to talk about this FNC mockumentary that they made in 2014, because it also leads into the next group, but I also think it was very fun. So, yeah. FNC as a company made this mockumentary series called Shundamdong 111, which is the actual address of the FNC building at the time. Which is funny. Yep, there's two seasons of it, and all season one does it is it focused on the various activities of um, the different FNC groups. Mm-hmm. FNC uh, and Blue spent a lot of the time rook- like mentoring a lot of the trainees who were there. Um, trainees that were on the show, Zuho's there for like five seconds. Rowan <laughs> is there. Um, Heejun and Insong, not in song of SF9, but in song of K and K, were there <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> They, um, I guess they were FNC trainees at the time. They were FNC were trainees at the time. Dongsong of uh, Now and Flying, a formerly of Honeyist, was there. Uh, Mimi from Gugudon was there. And then also Quack Dongyang, who is still under FNC, but he is an actor. But he was there in a band at the time. And I thought that was funny. I could, I, until you, until I had to look this up, because I've never seen this, mm-hmm. until uh, you, ha- I had to look that up, uh, I did not know he was in a band at the time. Yeah. Uh, if the name is not um, ringing any bells to you, uh, he was in Vincenzo, he was in, uh, he's in Our Beloved Summer, like, he's in a bunch of other, he's in a bunch of uh, dramas, yeah. he's in My Strange Hero. They straight like, up had him as a band trainee at the time. Yeah. But a- the AOA situation, I think, is really fun because that was right when they were sort of blowing up after Confused and were, like, in the middle of transitioning to, like, sexy concept. And so it goes over a lot of sexy. stuff there. Um, a lot of, like, pretty toxic, like, K-pop stuff because it showed how they were pretty, like, w- restrictive on their weights and their diets and everything, their food. too. And how they yeah. were struggling with that a lot. And Flying also got a decent amount in Season 1 because... 
So this is a thing that FNC did with both also Sanbu and FT Island is they send all their bands off to Japan for a couple mm-hmm. of years before they debut just to promote and sort of do band things over there because the band things the sort of because the market the for market bands there is, is different different than and in bigger Korea in Japan more. So they come back um from Japan at the end of the show and then they're of sort of giving this like company wide concert that the CEO is going to be overviewing to see if they're ready for debut or not and they pat they passed that and then season two of this show is essentially just about end flying and all of their pre-debut things that are happening this is almost the most fun way to do because this is essentially a, a end flying's pre-debut show in mm-hmm. a way it in is. a way both season two it, yeah. especially yeah but um <laughs> it's very fun to just sort of this it's was like fun the most fun do company a... documentary like yes. I've seen. Like it was super enjoyable. Also, the CEO, the actual CEO of FNC at the time, was a big character, and he's just kind of like incre- an incredibly awkward human being, but also like trying like to connect with his artist better and like failing at every point that he is doing that. But also, it was just fun to see some like little company interaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they still keep the women somehow separate in, like, a weird corner. What they will say is that Junil, I think, has more interactions with members of, like, CN Blue and FT Island. Because she, they said that um, the CEO at the show was saying, like, she is the only one of our female artists who will straight up just, like, barge into my office and <laughs> tell her, tell me her opinions Look, on stuff. here. They, which is very fun. I want more of, I like how humanized it also made F- FNC seem as a company mm-hmm. and yes it is all fake yes it is all mostly staged but no one look like th- we're not emotionally traumatizing these kids for shits and giggles and the thing that was also research- good is it, it was showing like the less glamorous sides of it too because it oh, was yeah. with all the trainee stuff it was showing all of their monthly evaluations and how brutal those are and how strict the the person who was in charge of managing all the trainees was over them and everything too so you definitely it wasn't just like everyone's happy and having a fun time you also got like a little bit of like the less like fun industry sides of it too and it's also sort of it's in times like this it's it's the it's how we know what a k-pop trainee because you hear all the time about the restrictions and the weight and all of that yeah but it's different seeing it Mm mm-hmm like this is one of the few times it's actually been shown on oh, yeah. screen as opposed to just oh we know it happens mm-hmm. of course it happens and the reason we know what that is an ex- cuz you can say the the monthly trainee evaluations could go like one of two different ways like how they're viewed they're viewed as brutal and cruel because we've seen what they actually are if you just said oh they do a monthly evaluation you don't actually know what they say mhm you could just see it as, oh, it's a monthly it's like evaluation. A it's probably check. it's a yeah. progress check. Right, right. No, they're cruel. They're yep. all they're very like stringent, and they kind of have to be to make the, again, the product that they're making, which is these extremely proficient idols. Yeah. That's how idols now, when they debut, are at fucking like levels that you wouldn't reach until you were two or three years old in like second gen K-pop. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's going, and they're getting more. Sh- so I do think that it was good to see that. There was a couple of other scenes in the show that I just really enjoyed personally. One of them was with Jimin when she 
Um, she wrote a rap for one of their songs and was going to get paid royalties for it. And then the entire oh, episode was about how much money is she going to make. And so, like, members of FTI and CN Blue, who obviously make royalty money, were telling her what to expect. And then she gets her paycheck. It's, like, $1. Yeah, it's very much the reality. Because, again, she's writing one rap and they're writing full songs. I love FTI. I love genuinely my favorite thing is just it, it is also partially because they're bands but ft island and cn blue just it's i think partially because they're bands and partially just because of the personalities in those groups mm-hmm. just they say what everyone one is thinking and two yes. they're just so fun to i watch. remember a scene where the ceo literally just shows up to cn blue's dorm unannounced and all of them are like what the fuck are you doing here why are you here why are you here by this point in 2014 like cn blue is four years old ft island is seven years old mm-hmm. like these are like these are your staples. These are your boys. And they're they're essentially at that point, like, well-established enough that they can just go walk into the CEO's office and have conversations with him, both about, like, business and music and mm-hmm. also just about, like, life, life. and generally, like, just any, yeah. like, basic stuff, too, so. I enjoyed it. Another Overall, thing I liked I was that, um, show. it also shows, so Quang Jin of N Flying was in the original lineup for CN Blue and then got replaced with Junction for, like, at last minute for like very at the time like mysterious reasons but Mystery. then the, the show does tell them like having a a conversation about that and what the two of them were feeling at the time and everything and it was like very nice because it's like very cute and he's like i think you are like because quangjin was like i think you are like very much a good replacement for that group and we're probably supposed to be there to begin with and now quangjin has his own band and he's like super happy there and like is enjoying that a lot too. So that was also very cute. I like that a lot. And so that, which that is very funny to, if you think, speaking of question, which yeah. is very funny thinking about the future of him. The future in like three years later. Yep. Yep. So, so now we move on to it's their pre debut show, which means that they debuted. They Yay. did. So uh, N Flying debuts. And Kayla, please yep. tell me the members of N Flying. So, and it's very confusing. So, first of all, N Flying's debut got pushed back by like almost a year because Sangham suffered a still like pretty debilitating knee debilitating. injury that was bad Which, enough that it got him exempted from military service so the man is apparently in constant he's in pain. constant pain from this injury and i was nowhere i don't think Poor anyone boy. was aware of the fact that his injury How was bad that bad it was when that injury like happened when it hey, happened no, i remember it debut. happening yeah i remember it happening it's like oh he got an injury i'm like okay he's in a band that'll yeah, be fine I'm like, and then be- later on it, it was revealed like two or three years later that oh he do- he was exempted from military service and we're like why and it's like it's like oh, oh this the knee, knee injury. injury and i was like that's the knee injury that delayed their debut and i was like i was not aware that that was that, that was bad, that of bad. injury yeah so i'm flying debuted in 2015 at the time a four-member band and those that had sankyeob hoon jaehyun and kwangjin and they that's where we were at debut and flying they're gonna release awesome and lonely we're going to go on a hiatus for over or almost like two years, essentially. Then, uh, then post Produce 101 season two success. Mm-hmm. We're going to add Hwae Sung to the group. We're going to add Hwae Sung. So and then we're going to completely a... rehaul the group's concept as well at that point. They now have two singers and one of them is... Uh, <laughs> and one of them is fucking incredible. Like, 
Yeah. Belter. So now we have just started like having intense emotions. Because in end flying. End flying started out as like kind of a like a hip band. a hip hop rap band, which is why Sankhub was there because he could rap and he could sing. Yep. Uh, FNC realized that that wasn't working out for them, and so I think they spent a long time looking for a main vocalist. Hoesung has literally told the story. He was cast off the street. The CEO saw him on the street one day and was like, can you sing? And he said, and he just did. And then now he, then he was in FNC and here he is. And then he went into produce season two, attempted to be, it is still the funniest thing in the world. When you look up videos of him dancing, it's so cute. It's so cute. But also he's not a lot of dancing, but he's not a dancer. He's not a dancer. It is. It is. There's often times where you're like, oh, damn, he wanted to be a dancer, but now he's stuck in a band. No, he didn't want to no. be a dancer. He got he didn't stuck be in a, a dance evaluation and produce season two because he was so low ranked. He didn't get to pick what he wanted to be in. So that's why he that's ended the right it. round. That's the right round performance. That's the yeah. right round performance. All if you the vocal see spots were taken. Right so round. he was in right round. Yep. So at this point, after they had Huesung, it is a five member band. Yes. Then the uh, next Jin. Gets into a our first F, our first and flying scandal, yay! Which is, which is a scandal, also not really a scandal, because he essentially got accused of, or it's not accused of, because he did. He dated, he did do it. He was dating one of his fan. I think it was like the manager of one of his fan cafes or something. I thought I think so, or like the, you, one of the fan sites, something like that. Yeah. So the official statement from that is that he voluntarily chose to leave the group to not ruin N Flying's image anymore. Which um, again, one can always say that that is a bullshit excuse yeah. the company put together. But also, like I could see it because by yeah. this point, this group has really been together for like okay, sure, three years, but kind of really one like year, one and a half years maybe. Because like, because if, you, say, if like, you take two years away of almost awesome. nothing. Yeah, if you take away Awesome, which again is like a different group. If you Awesome go by, and like, Lonely also came out pretty close together as yeah. well, and then we the just had a lot of that. If after you, that. you could have, in theory, if this was a different group, adding Huesung and changing the concept like that, you could have ended up just redebuting this. This this could have been a redebut, mm-hmm. essentially, with mm-hmm. a different name. But like, it's a band, so that wasn't going to happen. Yep. And honestly, so like, really. They were starting to get success after they added Hui Sung. So I can mm-hmm. see him actively deciding, like, fuck. Yeah. After everything. Do I? Because it does look off if you're dating your fan. Uh, also, I'd like to say he, did, a fan he ended up off. marrying this fan. So, like, their so, relationship like, was great. Yeah. I'm happy for him. So that wasn't just, like, him making, like, a dumb decision. Like, this ended up being, like, a person that he married. So that yes. was, like... But Not also, what are the optics of dating a fan mm-hmm. as an idol? That the optics aren't great. Work out too well, yeah. It's specifically like. Not just a fan, but, but like, like this is like the a fan site manager fan cafe, yeah, that's or whatever. Like probably not. Not like gonna the be, optics it's not are gonna weird. Work out, yeah, yeah, the optics are off. There's a weird power dynamic going on there. And it seemed like, like he cared about her enough that he would have rather left the group to still be in a relationship with her rather than to stay in the group and then break up. So honestly, like, that's honestly, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. I, again, in theory, could he have stayed in the group? I don't know, genuinely, because yeah. that is, there is that weird power dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's 
It's. It, I think it would have depended on whether or not they decided to stay in a relationship or not. Whether or not he would have been allowed to stay yeah. in unflying. I'm saying. I'm saying as is. Could he have had both? And I don't think he could Probably have. And not. that's just like the yeah. nature of. Like, should FNC have let him have both? I don't know, because really, I don't think it was an... I don't know if FNC had a problem with it. I think it would have been a public it reaction been, it problem. It would have been their fandom would have had a problem with it, yeah. Because, again, if I just hear, Idol is dating fan, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound great. Yeah. So, they're going to be without a basis for, like, two years after this happens. Um essentially is they're gonna have a couple people fill in as a basis for like concerts and stuff i know jajin of ft island filled in as a basis for them a little bit and then for like a year or so before they officially added dong sung to the group he was also just like around um because as by their that basis point, after honey like, after honey is like quote unquote disbanded they just took dong sung because dong sung i think was um he was at FNC for so long and he just really wanted to be in a band and so they took him and they had him play bass for like and flying's like live performances and then in 2020 officially added him to the group so yay here he is and so now and flying member <laughs> the members that we're at is Sankhya, Bahu, and Jay Henway Sung and Dong Sung so we're back to five members now honestly and then I, they all they all resigned their contracts last year too so so they all seem happy yeah they all seem the like one pretty thing happy I will say here honestly I think that this is sort of an example of, you know how they always say, oh, uh, K-pop companies give up on their unsuccessful groups. FNC did not give oh, up yeah. on Oh, my flying. God. They could have oh just my God. never heard they from flying after 2015. Like, they, like, you do not know how bad of an idea putting a hip-hop rap-based k-pop group was they gave and considering just the amount of member lineups that n flying has had and concept changes as well like fnc just kept going and i think now we're at a point where they're good because now they um they sell decently well and everything too to like as as, like as well as like probably A a band will can hope for so now that they're at a point where i think fnc is just like happy maintaining them as a band but they we did so much in order to get them to that point and i think that's really good on fnc for just not giving up giving on them up. because i no, think because you think... can see this group being given up on oh yeah a company would have just been like well this is or like they would have attempted to do the member like they would have tried to like change the concept without at like they this was a very smart adding of people yes and like everyone was just working so smartly they could have just like silently and quietly forgot about them and like not never added Hui Sung to the group and then that could have just been it they could have just died out silently and we would never hear or from they would have just kept charging on with the hip-hop concept and been like no we're we're, we're gonna keep it going yeah. and yep. that would have also gone nowhere like I do mm-hmm. think that this was them trying to make this group work and really smartly doing so adding the right people at the right times yeah I even like um with the Dong Sun situation, like, he was, like, they gave him time to, like, get acclimated with the group before adding him fully. Like, right, it was such right. a smart way of doing this. And because, I think again, that, by this point why after that works and adding so well people, it worked. Is why, why I think that works from now, I think, other than Hui Sung, who was literally casted for FNC off of the street, all of the other members of M Flying, including Dong Sung, were trainees at this company for so, so long. I think Jaehyun was there like 10 years or something before they finally debuted. 
And I think that that helps when they're going through so many different member changes because they all were already kind of like friends and familiar with each other yeah. beforehand um, in like training and, like, days and the everything. The thing with it is that I also feel like they welcomed Hui Sung because it would be so easy for like, oh, we're getting this new member that we don't know. He's been cast off the street. He's done an idol show. And also now our concept is changing almost to fit him. Mm-hmm. That is a very easy thing to fuck up. And I think what they what they were saying is that they, I think, and Flying was, a, they were aware of the fact that FNC was looking for a member to add to their group. That's sort of what Senghub had given a statement out when they added Sung is like, we have been looking for a really long time for a member for this group. And then Sung came along and it just seems to work perfectly. And yeah, like, we're going to add him to the group and I think a- it's going to be for the better for all of us. And they do seem to actually have a very good bond. Like, this seems like it wasn't just a hastily made decision. All of these seem like very smart decisions mm-hmm. and, like, thought-out decisions. I like it's funny um, that a lot of the fans of Flying say they have a rotating Maknae concept because every time a new member gets added, the Maknae is just, we get a new Maknae in, and also the average height Fair. of the group gets shorter every shorter. time they've <laughs> added a new person, so. That's funny. Yeah. That's very funny. So yeah, no, I think that this is, honestly, this, they had to do a lot of work with Flying. They had I'm to put honest. in so they much work to, to so get Flying to the point that they are now. And honestly, I will say this, a lot of companies wouldn't have put in that work. No, honestly, not I, at I, all. you gotta give FNC a little bit of credit for like, so many other companies would have given up on them like oh, yeah. within the first couple of years. So I and, like they really would they take still a lot. be like making comebacks. Sure, they'd be making one or two comebacks like every one or two years. Mm-hmm. Not the in and flying is consistent. And they flying make at is least on like two a comeback consi- a year. Yeah, they're on the pretty consistent like FNC comeback schedule. So so I'm happy for great. them. Mm-hmm. And they also are allowed to do fun side projects. I love Two Idiots. I love that. Oh my god, it's my favorite thing ever, Two Idiots. It's great. That's super fun, yep. So then we have, uh, do we talk about Dancer Band? Or do yeah, we, we can talk about these sorted together with SF9 and Honeyest with Dancer Band. So in 2016, FNC did their own survival show called Dancer Band, and that was... They had a dance idol group and a band idol group, and they were going to compete against each other to see who was going to debut first. Um, and the let's dance be on- group is SF9. The band was Honeyest. And let's be honest, it this show was, uh, one, set up for F- uh, for uh, SF9 to win. Yep. yep. And also, just, like, their stakes were so much higher than Honeyest. It's unbelievably funny. That, a dancer band is essentially SF9's like debut show. Like there With was, Honeyest is a minor recurring characters. And it, there is no chance that the show is going to end with Honeyest winning that to show. Just, like, there's to no put way. this into perspective, uh, Honeyest, uh, their motivation was that they were going to debut now instead of at a later date. Yep. That and- was their motivation. F- SF9's uh, their motivation was that if they did not win, they were going to be disbanded and never debut. Well, no, their their stakes were three of them were going to get kicked out of the group. Three of them were going to get kicked. I thought debuted. they were never going to date. I thought that no, they were going to disband the group. Honeyest, if Honeyest won, they were going to debut first. And then if SF9 lost, they were going to debut later, but three of them were going to be removed from the group. But this show was sort of set up for SF9 to win. It was 100% set up for them to win. And also the... 
it, it's funny looking at like the punishments and rewards they got for winning each round is that every time Honeyus lost, Honeyus had to become like weird like made butlers for SF9 essentially because one of the so times sad. they had to clean their dorm room and the other time they just had to like cook a bunch of food for them and everything. And then when SF9 lost one of the rounds, they went to like military boot camp, but which which sounds bad, but it was also like a good like teamwork bonding experience. So it wasn't really yep. losing. So again, they get to bond and Honeyus gets to be slightly humiliated like sh- yep. on television. Yep, who's, yep. To who's to say? Who's to say? But mm-hmm. that's that's how that show went, and that was sort of made for SF9 to win. And that's honestly that's just how all these shows go. Yep. That's how all of these shows are rigged. That's actually probably a very good way of putting sympathy with SF9 and making them. And I think really what they group. wanted to is like they were sure they were going to debut SF9, but I think they just wanted to give Honey some publicity. Probably. Um, so that's all they were. It's really hard there to for. debut a band, guys. Mm-hmm. Bands are hard to debut. Yeah, no as one we'll cares. see for the future of Honey it didn't go very well for them. No, so. it did not. It might be because they, they lost, but who's to say? Who's to say? Um, but S- so just then, to continue with SF9, SF9 is like a, a scandalous group right now. There is like no scandals for SF9. There's like, I have nothing to say. The mm-hmm. only thing, like, because so they, they literally, they debut in 2016. I have nothing to say until 2021 when they go on when Kingdom. When they go on and Kingdom then, and then, then re-sign they reveal, their contracts two years early. <laughs> yeah. SF9. Yeah. Don't worry about SF9. They've already re-signed. Mm-hmm. All of them. We're yep. going to have SF9 for a while. We will. But the thing with that. And then on Kingdom, everyone is sort of revealing their what they want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the thing with SF9, one, the only bad thing, the only thing people can say is, oh, damn, they're tall. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. I don't know how to take that. And two, oh, people don't know us because we do too many individual activities. And I'm like, this is correct. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) You do too many individual activities. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep, and it's so funny because I think in you're the, also promoted individually. In the um, what is it? I think it's in the first round where it's showing their performance prep. It's literally just a montage of every single person busy with At something different else. times. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, they're practicing and- in groups of like random groups of like three or four people at a time because they can't get together. Because like schedules. one's doing a drama, one's doing this over here, one's got a variety show, one's hosting something. Yeah, well, that's, one's what, got- that's like imitation like- filming days for Huyoung and Chani. And songs in a musical. Dawan's filming Doom at Your Service at the time. Wombs filled in other Filming stuff. Something. Yeah, one of his eight shows. Yep. Zuho's doing like doing some production doing on Zuho something. Things. Yeah. Doing Zuho things. Everyone is so busy, and honestly, it I'm sorry. Honestly, only they've only, if anything, increased their amount of individual activities they've gotten since oh, yeah. Kingdom as well. Like, because now Not everyone's just- acting. Yeah, everyone's an actor. Now, also the fact of, like, they still consistently do at least one to two, usually two comebacks a year. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. SF9 is doing great. So good. They're doing so good. And I think the They're thing is, is so that well. they all, when they were, because they sort of released, like, a, like, an interview after they resigned their contracts early. And they had all essentially agreed onto the fact that everyone wants to work on individual activities, but they all still really enjoyed being a group together. 
So they want to still release music. It's probably just not going to be that often. Like if they, they might go down to once a year, which is perfectly fine with the which amount is perfectly, of individual stuff that they're doing. Not just that, but like when you get a group after a good six or seven years of being an idol group, th- that's usually what happens anyway. You do yeah, max you go down two to comebacks or usually one a year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm sorry. How many times do we look at idol groups and we're like, they don't do any individual activities or Mm -hmm. someone gets forgotten about in individual activities? That's really the main thing is that there's so much individual activities, but like there's one or two members doing nothing. SF9 does not have that problem. Every single member All of these people are doing things. Or does musicals or is doing like solo Production on other songs. Stuff or like web, web dramas. Like there's literally everything. Someone is doing something at every given point in time here. Yes. It's so much. And, like, sure, you can say there are bigger members than others. Like, Roan and Chani are doing these, like, massive dramas. But, like, all mm-hmm. of them are doing something making individual income. Oh, yeah. That is their own. Yep, yep. And, we are, and it's not even like they're neglecting their group because they're still doing, like. Because they all sort of made the mutual agreement that we want to have individual yep. activities. But we'll just come back and still do music occasionally. And not just that, but they're still doing music consistently. And I do yeah. think just FNC is letting them pick their projects. Mm-hmm. And, like, figuring out where they can squeeze in a comeback. Yep. Honestly? They're doing great. They're I doing don't. so good. I have. What complaints could we have? No complaints about SF9, There's zero complaints to be had. And, like, that's the thing of just, like, with a lot of these groups, there might be one or two scandals we've missed or forgotten about. Mm -hmm. But both of us are massive SF9 fans. Yeah. I can. uh, So I, like, pay attention when their name comes up in the news or whatever, or, like, a scandal happens. I'm like, I I cannot remember a single thing. No. There's like, there's like, literally nothing for them. I can't, I don't know. Like, I I don't know how you end up with a K-pop group this far out with like zero scandals. Yep. And like, no mismanagement and no one's like, no one's mad. No one's left. No yep. one's angry. It's also, what? it's also what the like, fuck? super great. No, none of, like they haven't lost a single member since debuted too. Cause I almost feel like any group that has a number and their That's name is almost cursed to lose a member at some point in time. But SF9 is still here with nine members strong. Nine members who all signed two now. years yeah. early. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. Honestly, I... That's sort of how you should run a K-pop group, honestly. Yeah. They all do individual activities that they want to do. Like, no, they're not being forced to do anything. And you've never heard of, like, with the amount of acting projects that they do... Yeah. You have never heard the, oh, FNC is preventing them from doing X or Y. Like, no. Chani can do all these weird out there shows where he's dead half the time. Yep. And it's fine. Honestly, it's shocking. It is. Good for them. It's really great. Good for They're them. They're doing so good. I'm so happy for mm-hmm. them. Now, it's- to go to the opposite side of dancer band with Honeyest. So I have an asterisk next to Honeyest because I think it's pretty unclear if they ever um, if debuted, if they ever debuted, and if their f- debut was actually a debut or not, because the way that uh-huh. FNC had worded it is that they were releasing a single album. Nowhere had they ever stated that Honeyest was debuting because they never got a debut showcase. They never went on music shows, which I think they would have done for a real debut. Probably, I think they were just releasing the two things that they did. They were just releasing a couple of single like albums pre-debut? pre-debut i really do not think that they officially ever debuted is my opinion on it um 
So the fact that they're disbanded is like also with an asterisk because I don't know if it was ever an official debut or not to begin with. You can't, yeah, you can't disband if you never debuted. Mm Mm-hmm. Essentially, is- they debuted or they disbanded due to, I think, just internal conflict. On Dancer Band, it was pretty clear that they were having a lot of internal conflict to begin with um, about both their music style and just sort of general, like, how- practicing, members. like, things with the band. I think they, a couple of their members just didn't, like, mesh that well to mm. begin with. Um, Cholman wanted at some point because they started putting Cholman into acting and web dramas as well and I think he decided he just wanted to do acting instead and then the other members I don't think were that they didn't have their hearts set on being in a band really and so they went their separate ways due to like personal differences except for you know uh Dong Sung is gonna stick around and then after they just quote-unquote disbanded in 2019 they took Dong Sung because Dong Sung is still here really wanting to be in a band and they're like, hey, you're a bassist. You know who needs a bassist? And flying. And flying. And, like, now he just, like, it did take a little bit for them to warm up because, again, hello, new person. Mm-hmm. But it's very fun. He's, it's, they're now just, like, a very cute yeah. group. They've, they've accepted him in. It's, everyone's happy. Dong Sung has literally been at FNC for so long as a trainee that he was also, I think, already pretty familiar with them. And then also, Again, considering as a friend, he, I'm saying as yeah. a group dynamic, and then it's a little considering more. Considering they also had him just essentially be their bassist in live concerts for a year I think that, that was actually too, a really good, a again, I think that that's actually a really good thing that they did because it's sort of, like, slow. It's not like, okay, here is this new person. Mm-hmm. Interact. Yeah. They, you sort of let them sort of become closer naturally, and then now you're in the group. And as soon as I was aware that um, FNC had Dong Sung filling in as a basis for N Flying, I was like, they just got to add him to that group. Because, like, why because he, why not? Need a like, why are we not just adding him to the group? Yeah. Fair point. All right. It was a very now- short-lived career of Honeyist. <laughs> very short-lived. The other thing with that is that I do just think that this was just a group that's like, maybe it's time for to let it go. Yeah. Because if that no one's was, that I invested, think, unlike um, and flying, I think they were kind of beyond the point of fixing it. Yes. Um, just I because think I think you know, I do think there to was too much out. internal conflict there for them yeah, to you be do that need to cohesive. Figure out what's worth saving and yeah. what's worth just letting go. Because mm-hmm. if. And flying seemed like they wanted to be saved. They kind of seemed like they all wanted to do their. They own just thing were like, we might as well just like leave. Yeah, FNC knew where to pick their battles here. Mm-hmm. So then we get another girl group. We do. It's been a, mi- Finally, it's been a hot second. Another one. And so in 2019, they debuted Cherry Bullet. Um, they originally had ten members: Bora, Heyoon, Yuju, Jiwon, Cherryin, Remy, May, Mirei, Kokoro, and Linlin. Um, hey, the only person who is really well known is that Heyoon had gone on Produce 48 um, beforehand, yes. so people knew her. Um, a couple months after they debuted, three of their members are going to leave, Mirei, Kokoro, and Linwin. And Mirei is eventually going to re-debut in Pixie. Sure. Which is... So this is like where I see a lot of people giving like Evansy a lot of flack for is those three members leaving right after debut. I don't really know why, to no, be honest. I think with Mirei, clear. yeah, it's not clear. I think with Mirei, I think it maybe was Cherry Bullet was not going a direction concept. concept musically that she wanted to go, considering she's now in Pixie. And Pixie is very different than the Cherry Bullet concept. Yeah. 
And then people said, because I think a lot of people are under the assumption that it was racism because two of the members that left, because Kokoro is Japanese and Lin Lin um, is Chinese. But Mirei also left and they still have two Japanese members in the group. So I don't think that was a part of it really at all. And like no one has necessarily spoken out and said racism. Yeah. They've sort of just been like time for us to go and Again, also Lin Lin was really really young as well she was the maknae and so I think it was I think what they had said for both Kokoro and Lin Lin is I think they decided that sort of being an idol wasn't for them and they were so young that's at the time the that they thing. just wanted to go to school and like focus on that for a while when I the first whenever an idol because I think the first couple months after an idol group debuts it's not the most uncommon thing for a first, I think up to a year Mm -hmm. after a group debuts, it's not very uncommon for someone to just be like, to just up and leave Yeah, with very little explanation. And I do think that that a lot of that comes down to deciding that maybe either, either I don't want to be an idol or maybe especially with like Mirai or something, the concept I do want to be an idol but this group is not necessarily the one I should be in Mm -hmm. and that might not be necessarily a management thing because like let's say it was just Mirai you can't change a concept because of one person yeah Mm -hmm. and like these kids are young they're very young sometimes young kids make stupid decisions and don't know what they want to do Mm -hmm. so they shouldn't I don't know Who's to say why they I left? I think, it like, could have been and, like with Lin Lin and Kokoro, it might have also been, like, a cultural difference. Like, the culture mm-hmm. shock was a lot for them. Especially um, if Them so specifically, young. too. Because it, all it's listed is that, like, they left for personal reasons. Like, there is a whole v- wide variety of reasons that could have been. I don't think that it was anything nefarious, or at least there's no evidence that says that that is probably why they left to begin with. So I do think it was, like... They were just, like, not really feeling Having being a K-pop a idol. Or, like, specifically being in Cherry Bullet generally, too. Yeah. So Yeah. I think that oftentimes the easiest explanation of maybe this wasn't the right group or the right time yeah. is better than going to the, you know, We jumped to, theory. like, conspiracy theories first, yeah. Yeah. So, after that, um, in uh, last year, 2021, Bora, Jiwon, and May are going to go on Girls Planet 999. Um, fortunately, none of the three of them are going to make Kepler, so they're just all back in Cherry Bullet now. And now we're just kind of waiting for anything for them next, because they haven't done anything since, um, early 2021. Here's the thing. I see this as another possible and flying situation with FNC trying. Yeah. I do think that the another problem is that they probably need more comebacks. I think that might be the main. The, That's the, only the thing, thing I with can them is that if they need with, to do something, like because they they, they are they are like putting out like covers and like the, you know like your like generic idol like behind the scenes like content and that type of stuff. But they do need to actually make a comeback. Do more at some comebacks. Point. Yeah, like we do need I to do that. Last year, because you lost three members to yeah. Girls Planet, sure you probably couldn't have done anything last year. But, like, even before that, even in, like, 20, uh, 2020, they only had, like, the one comeback. They, had, they needed more. They, they had two. They had two? Because everyone forgets about Aloha Oi that also came out oh, that year. whoops. Well. Because that's the one that people forget about. more than one memorable comeback. Yeah. I do think that, like, I think that's the only thing I can give. Like, you gotta, 
the other thing oftentimes is that I don't think they're being super mismanaged because they're trying to get their name out there. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, I can I see I think they're in, like, the, the weird end flying period where it's we debuted and we were doing stuff and now we're just kind of, like, trying to reform and figure out how to proceed the after next direction. That. Yeah. Yes. And I do think that, um, a lot of people will call this like, oh, they're being mismanaged. Look at them not doing anything. And I'm like, you do kind of have to give. Because if you just put out more of the same without mm-hmm. giving a group time to sort of figure itself out. Yep. Like, there's so much K-pop content. If they put out, like, two or three bad comebacks, it's not. they're just not going to not even be ignored. People are just going to be like, oh, look, remember Cherry Bullet, the bad group? Yep. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like I'd rather have them take their time so there's, like, a little bit more thought put into the comeback that I'm assuming they're probably going to make this year. So, mm-hmm. I hope we see them again. Because I really I, like them. I think they're I good. I too. I think they're one of the, the uh, as you can tell from how we uh, sort of are trying to nominate them for all our awards, we yes, like yes. them a decent amount. Like, we want more from them. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best girl groups out right now, so I just think yeah. that they need a direction like slight direction we need yes we need a direction shift we also just need to actually make a comeback is where where we're at for them yeah fair all of those are fair Mm -hmm. now we go to our most recent fnc group and our last one we're going to talk about is p1 harmony yay and they debuted in late 2020 with uh six members kyo theo and tak jiung jongsub and soul and there is very little to say. So little to say because also FNC had not given them enough comebacks at all. No. Was the problem. That is the problem with recent FNC. FNC yeah. needs to give these groups more comebacks because so far uh, P1 Harmony in their like year. First and- year. Their friend there in first year of being a group we got one P1 Harmony comeback. And most rookie groups do at least three. three. And like three is pretty like a pretty good standard for if you're a rookie group make three comebacks in your first year and p1 harmony did one they did yes so so far we've had in total in total three p1 harmony minis yes and that's all minis they're all minis that's all we got for them that's all we got so you they debuted with siren then scared and now uh do it like that and scared and do it like that like scared and then do it like this are a year apart essentially we did nothing for an entire year but here's the other thing i love p1 harmony they're really good they're so good i want more we just need to do more stuff for them because also i think very bizarre um management and promotional decisions are being made for them for no specific reason because they did do that weird movie that nobody watched or cared about um, which for I them, think like, was a pre-debut. movie, which I think was just like, here's this thing to make you excited, but it doesn't actually it, mean anything. It the meant lore, nothing. I mean, look, honestly, happy that the lore didn't continue. They have so much, they supposedly have so much lore, but I don't know any of it. And I think the general also, fandom also doesn't, cares. no one knows it or no one is caring or keeping track of it. I also it don't think that, that FNC is keeping track of it. I don't see any no. lore in any recent thing that they've done. So I think they've given they up on that. They keep releasing these like mini lore videos, but they don't mean anything really. They don't. Um, but other than that, they also sent them on this weird like unofficial tour through America right before they made a comeback in late 2021. No they idea what the purpose of that was. We did get a because lot they of couldn't do very concerts. 
we couldn't we do a concert, did... but we did a bunch of weird like YouTube like videos with a lot of various people. Is essentially they all that came a, out of that. Uh, my favorite one, if anyone's curious, the is lie, detector, lie detector man video with the same man who does all of the lie the one man videos. who does YouTube lie detector videos. It's the same man that. every time, and it's mm-hmm. it's him. But um, yeah. Somehow, I feel like FNC's management has gotten worse the farther down this list. It of is because we it's like because really Cherry so Bullet strong. and Q and Harmy were just like, what are we doing here with either of these groups? We need more. We just need content. more from both of them. We just need more things. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, and I think that, that because it's not that they're actively trying to like sabotage these groups. I just think that they need more, and like they're what they are putting out always is good yeah That's oh yeah the other thing it's always really good i think yeah with p1 harmony specifically i think they are going a different type of management tactic but it's just a bad a bad one it's I like think i think they're specifically to. doing a lot of things that they think are going to be helpful but i don't think that they're working or actually i think they're trying to update the management style to be more like involved in like the youtube aspect and yeah. the social media aspect because they're really also like big on content. tiktok p1 harmony <laughs> Oh, they are. It's wild. They're Their feeling TikTok hard. The feeling harmony TikTok is a little bit wild. Yeah. I mean, I'd recommend it. Please go. It's very funny. It's super it's funny. Fun. Yeah. It's just like a lot. Mm-hmm. The these new these new groups they wild on TikTok. They, they really wild. they really are. They're if a lot. Wa- like TXT wild. TXT TikTok, wild on TikTok. Oh TXT needs some parental supervision on that. They probably need a little bit of, like, someone at least, like, quality checking them before they put them out. It's not even quality check. Just be like, are you sure? Yeah. Because it's funny. I laugh every time. But, oh boy. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a couple of other random things about FNC as a company I just wanted to mention because they're kind of important to overall the company is that they also are a very popular company for comedians and like variety show hosts. They, they have are. about like 20 to 25 of them signed under them. They also have a decent amount of actors, but also most of their idols are also actors because I do think they push a lot of people into acting. And like, here's the thing. Most of them are good. Yeah. Cause as we said, all of SF9 does acting. And um, they're good. A couple members of N flying do acting. All of CN Blue are actors, and then like Honky did some some acting. Yep. Also in some questionable shows, but that's mainly because they started acting in like 2008. Yep, yep. And most shows from 2008 are questionable. Yep. There's a couple members of Cherry Bullet I know who are doing like web dramas and stuff now. So they, I think they're really big on trying to get them into like other other aspects. FNC is also really good at having all of their idols do some solo projects where yeah. everyone is always busy. Everyone's always yes. doing something. And there's always, they're always making income. They're not, I'm not scared these kids are going to go broke. Yes, because someone is, at someone in the group is making additional income always. Always. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing I want to mention is that FNC has a very large presence in Japan, which they I do. also think helps them and it is a big source of revenue for them as being so involved in the Japanese market. Is um like we've said, they sent all their bands over there to like prepare for debut before they actually debut in Korea. They also do their FNC family concerts specifically in Japan and not in Korea. For some reason. Yeah. There's also a, a weird variety show that they're sponsoring oh. right now for a J-pop girl group called Who Is Princess that's airing in Japan. 
And it was a little wild when I found out that FNC was the company that was in charge of that show. Because it's a, just a full J. On accident. It's a full J pop show. So, yeah. They're also doing That's that wild. over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that has anything to do. I don't know if they will be managed under FNC in some capacity, but none of them no, are FNC yeah. trainees. Like, no. they're just. It is just like FNC is like for some reason producing the show. Yeah. They're just production. They're not necessarily the. It's not their trainees. Yeah. Yeah. They're not involved with this in that way. Mm -hmm. So what do you think overall? Pretty good in terms of a K-pop company, I would say. I mean, they have the problems every K-pop company has, which is I think their management of these newer groups is a little bit questionable. Yeah. But I honestly think a lot of new groups are being managed weird everyone's i think we're just in an oversaturated market so honestly what do we want to give them out of what do we do Do we give like a great like a five grade yeah or do we go great or we go stars let's go stars stars is fun four four stars i don't know because here's the thing i think we're gonna go real low yeah because i think like if like well, do you want to do it out of 10 stars to give ourselves, like, more, yeah, more like, leeway for 10. the scale? Yeah. yeah and give them, like, 9 out of 10 stars. Yeah, let's go 9 out of 10. Because, yeah. honestly, no one's going to get a 10 out of 10. Everyone fucking sucks. Yep. But but in, in the general K-pop scheme company, of things, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Like, well, the biggest honest, complaint is, like, mismanagement of a couple of the new groups, and it's not, like, physical abuse, abuse of your idols. I mean... <laughs> and also, like, kicking them out, and also, like... Kicking them out honestly, for a scandal they were later found innocent of, or something, so, yeah. Honestly, and I don't even know if it's mismanagement, if it is they're just trying to It's just to questionable manage, management. It's just questionable management decisions. Yeah. It's not like they're not doing anything. It's, it's like, because I don't think they're, they're not trying. Things. I think they are actively trying, but it's just that what they are they're trying is decisions. not working. They're making poor decisions. Yeah. Honestly, I... We might have started with the best one, because I don't know if anyone else is going to get a 9 out of 10. I don't think anyone else is getting a 9 out of 10. I think we only have, we're only going to go down from here. Oh, and we're going to go down next month. So By a lot. We're going to go so down a next lot. next month, we have decided. So next month for our March, ver- for our March edition of the K-pop company review, we're doing Cube Entertainment. Yep. So, so you, I fun. feel like that's already bound to be extremely worse. So. Oh, yes. Yep. Because I always find that FNC and Cube occupy a similar space in my mind. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, they're both like medium-sized K-pop companies. And they one have... of them is doing extremely better than and the other. And then you think of the specifics. And you're like, they are nothing alike at all. Damn. No. Nope. It's a bad time. Bad time for Cube Entertainment. Spoilers alert. Spoiler alert. Yep. So... That was that's been our episode. That's been our review of FNC Entertainment. Um, if you like this episode, we are available on all major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, all of those fun places. We also have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes as well as extra fun clip videos every month. We also have a very inactive Instagram and Twitter account. We don't use them, but they are linked in the description of every episode if you would like to follow us there. Um, and with that, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.